Hey babes, we are back with another episode and this one is super, super juicy. I have a guest speaker for you guys and today she's going to share her most favorite, not favorite, I guess, her top, (laughs) what is the right way to say this, her top Bridezilla story of her 12-year career. And this is a topic that nobody wants to talk about, I think. I don't ever hear anybody talk about Bridezilla stories or, you know, what to do. But I think we should start a trend and talk about things that nobody wants to talk about. What do you guys think? Let me know if that's a great idea. If you guys agree, give me some feedback and let's dive on into today's show. You're listening to the Babes Building Empires podcast, and I'm your host, Susan Telemontes. Here, we'll dive into business building and Instagram marketing strategies for the ambitious wedding hairstylist and makeup artist. Now let's get to building that empire, babe. Okay, Corrine, thank you so much for joining. Thank Um, you so much for having me. Yes. Okay. So I want to start off with just, you know, your introduction, tell everyone like who you are, what you do, how long you've been in the bridal industry and uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, Awesome. So my name is Corrine Collins and I am a hair and makeup artist located in the Pacific Northwest serving Oregon and Washington. I specialize in bridal artistry and have been doing that for 12 years Um, I've been very fortunate to win a few awards, especially the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award. Uh, Recently, I won the 2022 award, but I have won um, a few awards in the past. And my most recent accomplishments, uh, besides serving my brides, has been being published in Oregon Bride Magazine and uh, Pacific Northwest Wedding Magazine. Yay. Wow. That's so good. And I like that you said besides serving my brides, because that in <laughs> itself is like a huge accomplishment already, right? <laughs> totally. That's absolutely. Like, where do we get award for like, <laughs> like ultimately serving our brides? Like, right. Surviving. <laughs> <laughs> we need an award for surviving the wedding season. Yeah, actually <laughs> we do. You're right. We need an award for surviving, like everything that the pandemic has you know, brought on to the wedding industry and the, oh, the overwhelm and like, yes. And, and probably like pandemic rights need an award for that too. Yes. I agree. <laughs> Awards all around. We made oh. it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so just to give you guys a little background of how Kareen and I know each other, um, we've been connected since I started Babes Building Empires, uh, maybe like three years ago. And so we just been like Instagram friends. Yeah. <laughs> we always like stalk each other on our stories <laughs> and we're like chatting in the DMs. It's so fun, but we never really even uh, had like a phone call or anything. It was just all DMs until recently. So um, that's when Kareen was like, I would love to like guest speak on your podcast and share some Bridezilla stories. So I love Bridezilla stories. It's super juicy. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, But I think that this is a topic that definitely needs to be discussed. And a lot of people kind of shy away from it because it can be controversial or it can feel a little uncomfortable, maybe. Um, But I think that, you know, 
as we were chatting before that hair and makeup artists like in our industry we go through so much and we really pour our all into our brides and what we do especially if you're super passionate about what you do I know that you're like giving it your all. So there's a lot of like emotional attachment that goes there. And then when we have like a crazy situation, right? It doesn't feel good. And it's like super draining for us. So I think that it's definitely something that we need to discuss openly because we need to be able to support one another and help each other like work through these things and know that it's normal. It's going to happen, especially in the beginning of, your career, right? Um, We're going to make a lot of mistakes or we're um, not going to know the preventative work to do ahead of time. So that's something that we're going to leave you guys with today as well. We're going to share our Bridezilla stories, but we're also going to give you some tools and resources and tips for preventing these um, things from happening and what to do when they happen and how to handle it afterwards and all the things so that way you feel like fully supported and if you like come across a crazy situation like I want this to be an episode that you can always like come back to and be like oh I remember that Bridezilla episode (laughs) let me go back there because I feel like I'm losing my mind you know I'm going crazy this is a crazy situation but I need to bring myself back to like sanity and support and encouragement. So that's kind of what I'm hoping to gain out of this chat with you today. Awesome. Yes. I totally agree with what you said. We need to create an environment where vendors can support one another. And when you're working in the service industry, whether it be weddings or being a waitress or what have you, you're going to face some ugly situations when just working with people. And I, Uh and again, just lessons learned through these experiences, right? Like how can we prevent this from ever happening again? So I'm so glad you um, opened with that because I think that's very needed in our industry. Yeah, definitely. And Kareen's got 12 years under her belt. I got 14. So you guys are in good hands. (laughs) (laughs) We have a little bit of experience. We have (laughs) seen some things. (laughs) Yes. And our experience of weddings. <laughs> um, so funny, before we get into your story, yesterday I was in a Facebook group and, um, you know, one of the brides had like shared, it's a place where brides can ask for vendors and referrals and help and all this stuff. But there was some red flags that was shared there. And it was like, I have a hair and makeup artist, but there's no contract. There's no deposit. There's, um, yeah, she's like, she just said that she's going to come and that she's going to handle, I think it was like 16 services by herself. She has a wedding that morning as well. And it was just all these things. And, and I was uh, like, so she was asking like, are these red flags? Like, is is this normal? Is this okay? Should I be concerned? And so there was a lot of vendors in there that was like, no, this is not good. This is not good. Like friend. Um, And so, you know, I kind of, I shared my two cents in, but like those kind of situations, like I've seen so much over the years, I got really passionate about it. I always do because we have seen so much and we've learned so much from the experiences that we've had and um yeah so whatever we can do to be helpful and you know help others to 
move forward? Yes, I find that when I'm doing my consultations and even if the bride is uh, not interested in my services, we find that we're not the right fit. I take it as a moment to educate them to yeah, what, exactly. to look, what to look for and say, you know, I, it's, it's okay if you don't choose my services, but I want to make sure that you're in the right hands. So I actually send them a link to a blog post. I wrote what to look for in a makeup artist. And they found it incredibly helpful. I have, I have one of those too. Yeah. Cause they don't know. They've never hired a, a bridal hair and makeup there. artist before. So just a little thing to help them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not in the wedding industry. Um, so they don't know what to look out for. They don't know what the normal is. Um, all those things. Definitely. Um, okay, so go ahead and share with us your super juicy. So Karine said this is like the bridezilla story of her career. <laughs> yes. So I have worked with many bridezillas, but this one takes the cake. This is the one that every time someone asks me, have you worked with bridezillas? This is the story that comes up because it's the, it's the juiciest. It's the best one. Uh, yeah. And let me preface by saying if any bride says, oh, I'm not going to be a bridezilla, um, they probably will be <laughs> Yeah. So, in my experience, they probably will be. So this, t- this is all the way back in like 2013. I was still learning how to work in the wedding industry and I had just joined a site called wedding wire. So I had a bride reach out to me and I'm just going to say her name is Tina. So bride Tina reached out to me and every time we talked via email, I didn't have consultations set up at this time. I barely had a contract set up at this time. So I'm still, so still just learning. And her, I should have known something was a little off because every email she sent me had 20 questions, if that. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know that at the time that was a red flag. So I just figured, oh, she's just curious. She just wants to know more. How can I build confidence um, with this bride? I'll just continue to answer um, her questions. So I learned about her and learned that she had, that she works in the mental health industry and was really involved with that. And I thought that was actually really honorable to be able to work in that difficult of an industry. So I say that because I'll, I'll go back to that in a little bit. So we finally meet for a bridal trial and she has really long, thick hair, beautiful hair, but she wanted, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, Susan. She wanted a hairstyle mm-hmm. that was just not going to work with her type of hair. She wanted this um, vintage type, vintage type hairstyle that I knew her hair would never hold. It was just too thick. So I tried to communicate with her and let her know this is not going to work for your hair. But she just had this vision in her mind that that is what she wanted. So we end up doing three hair and makeup trials, three to four hours, wow. each. <laughs> three hair and makeup. Tri- did three you to charge four hours for each one? I did charge for each one. Okay. Uh, mind you back then my prices were very low <laughs> and yeah. she just, I tried, like we tried doing updos. We tried doing just different styles that would really help her hair without having to cut it or add layers. Though I suggested that I said, you know, yeah. with, your ter- with your, with your hair type, you have beautiful hair 
but it's just so heavy. So heavy. I was going to ask that earlier too. Yeah. Let's trim it. Let's add layers. Um, but she just didn't want to do that. So I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to force you into it, but yeah, just your style is not going to last limited. Right. If you're going to continue to, um, hold on to all this hair. So her, this is in the summer and I make the mistake. I never do this anymore, but I made the mistake of leaving on vacation right before her wedding, thinking that after the third trial, we finally had a vision in mind. We, we, we decided on a hairstyle that would work for her, for her hair. And we started, we decided on a makeup look that she was very happy with. So makeup was really never an issue. It was just her hair. So I leave on vacation. I'm in Florida with my family. We're enjoying the sun. We're enjoying the weather and I get a call from her. So I'm thinking, oh no, it must be an emergency if she's calling me and not emailing me what's going on. So I pick up the phone and she is so upset. She's crying on the phone. She is just like uncontrollable. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, are you okay? What's going on? She talks about how much, you know, her hair is really important to her. She's still not happy with her hair. And she's just so upset that she's thinking about hiring another hairstylist. And I, I let her know, I said, okay, you're absolutely welcome to that. That is your choice. If you, if you want to do that. And she goes, I just really, really want that first style that I showed you. And I had to reiterate with her again, that is just not possible. If you're not going to allow me to cut your hair or layer it, it's just not going to be possible. I actually mm-hmm. had, had to have another coworker come in who was not a bridal stylist by any means. She was a barber, but she used to do vintage hair back in the day. And she had to w- walk up to the bride and let her know, Hey, I used to do this style all the time. And, you know, back in the, back in the like seventies. And she's mm-hmm. like this, I will let you know, Corrine is right. This will just not work on your hair. Yeah. But did she listen? No. So, so now the bride is threatening that she's going to leave. The bride is threatening. She's really unhappy. She is another red flag telling me that all her friends said I'm doing her hair wrong and that I should be doing it a different way. So now she's telling me how to do her hair. And, uh, I'm have never experienced this type of reaction before. So I'm starting to get upset because she's really upset. Right. Yeah. So I just, I just put my foot down and I said, look, if you want another stylist, your, your wedding is two weeks away. I highly doubt you're going to find another stylist in two weeks. And I highly doubt you're going to find a stylist close to your venue. Her venue was over an hour away and there's no salons in the town where her, where her venue is. It's a mountain Mm -hmm. area. There's like no salons. She's like, well, I'm going to find somebody closer. I said, good luck. I highly doubt you're going to find somebody. So she's like, well, I still want that style. What can you do about it? And I said, okay, well, if you really want that style, it's going to require these type of tools. Again, I'm going to have to cut your hair and if there's going to be an extra charge because now I'm going to have to bring a hood dryer and curlers and all these extra supplies all the way up the mountain, which we originally did not discuss that was going to happen. And she got all upset that I was going to charge her extra, which was very minimal just to bring the supplies up, up to the mountain. So I, I said, look, how about we do one last and final trial? Um, this is when I can get you in. 
and we can just do hair only and really discuss this in person. I think this is a conversation that needs to be discussed in person. And she's, you know, wiping her tears and like sniffling and just like, okay, I think that sounds oh good. My gosh. So I, I tell her, okay, like the last and final trial is going to cost this much. She blows up and just starts berating me. And, uh, nowadays I just, I just probably would have hung up the phone, but, uh, I was just wanting to be there for her and listen to her. And she was complaining and lamenting that her father had passed away a long time ago and he won't be there for the wedding and her hair is like her security blanket, so on and so forth. So I said, okay, you know what? Like, it's going to be on the house. Just please come at this date and time. So we can talk about this in person. Oh my gosh. No. (laughs) Okay. So she finally comes to it's four days before her wedding. Like I've never done a trial that close (laughs) to the wedding before. So she, four days before her wedding, she's 20 minutes late. I almost thought she was going to no show. Yeah. And I actually see her at the time I worked in a place that had big windows and I actually see her in her car and she's just not coming in. She's on the phone with someone. She's just sitting there and I'm like standing there, like, is she going to come in? So she comes in and she is crying because she's so stressed out. She had a, like a stressful conversation with her groom and now she's ready to get her hair done. So I do her hair exactly the way that I told her I was going to do it. I put her, I kind of old school, put her underneath the dryer with some curlers and really was trying to get that curly texture, um, to work for her hair. And I had her underneath the dryer for like two hours. Cause her hair just was that thick was, so that was most of the trial was just wow. two hours of having her under the, uh, under the dryer. And, um, after that was done, she was still not happy with it. And I said, this is the closest I can get to that desired style that you want. And as you can see, it's still not, your hair just can't hold it. It's just, it's falling already. It just still can't hold it. Uh, so she starts crying (laughs) and I'm, I don't mean to laugh at her, but I'm just laughing at the situation. Yeah. She starts crying and it takes me and another coworker to calm her down. And I had to come up with another game plan to let her know, okay, we have to end the trial. I have another client coming in, but this is my game plan. And I really think this is going to work. So I come up with a game plan for her and I say, okay, I'm going to see you on the wedding day, bright and early, and we'll go from there. So like I mentioned, she's at, she's getting ready at a beautiful mountain venue, right? So Mm -hmm. it's over an hour away. There's not a lot out there. So her and her party are all in the same building. So when I walk in the party's there, um, her mom is there and I can't find the bride. So I walk in and I'm like, where, where's the bride? We're supposed to get started. And the bride is in the bathroom freaking out because her eyes are puffy the morning of the wedding. So I let her know I have an eye cream for that and that it's going to be okay. So my assistant runs late, which as you know, sometimes you just can't, you just can't control that. So my assistant finally comes and we get started on the wedding party and then um, I'm to focus on the bride. So I start with the bride's hair and as I'm, as I'm starting on the bride's hair, she's so nervous. She's taking Valium and drinking cocktails. Oh my Which gosh. medically is not a good 
fit. This is so crazy. Like <laughs> as you're telling this story, I'm just like red flag, red flag. Red I know. Flag, red yes. Flag. <laughs> a sea of red flags. Yeah. Like seriously, like every word you're saying is a red flag. Yeah. So she, and I'm, I'm shocked. Cause I'm like, uh, is she, I'm thinking, Oh God, is she going to pass out? Like, is she going to get dizzy? Like what's going to be yeah. like the repercussions from what she's taking? And, and people just keep her bridesmaids, just keep handing her alcohol, just keep handing her oh my gosh. like, cause she's, she's just so anxious and, so and they don't nervous. know what to do with her. They're just they, like, yeah. oh my gosh, like there's more alcohol. <laughs> yeah. More alcohol. Like they try to give her food, you know, they're trying to be as supportive as they can. Um, and this entire group is, I believe from out of town. So no one, no one is really, is really local. And, uh, as I did the bride's makeup every time, like I brushed on like different eyeshadow, I had to stop and she had to go and get it approved by, by her mother, come back and sit in my chair, which made the makeup process so much longer than expected because everything I did concealer foundation lipstick, I had to stop at every step. So I finally had to tell her, look, Tina, um, we're going to run really late. I just need you to sit down. I'll finish the makeup. Then you can have your mom look at it and then I can make changes. So then she finally, uh, was like, okay, excuse me. And her mom acted like she didn't care. Like her mom was not, um, a makeup person. Her mom was very, just all natural Mm -hmm. and was, her mom was even surprised how many times Tina was running up to her and being like, mom, what do you think of this? Mom, what do you think of that? Mom, what do you think of this? Yeah. Uh, And this, this is the part that really, that really got me. So she had a friend who was very, um, I'll just say her friend was a, a real hippie, like just very earthy and spiritual and, uh, was trying to do like massage and Reiki stuff to get the bride to calm down. And in her way was trying to help the bride, but she said something that really got me. She said, uh, that she felt like the wedding and the marriage was going to go great because she felt bear spirits in the atmosphere. And that because there are bear spirits around that, everything was going to go great. And I, I consider myself a spiritual person too, but I thought out of all the animals, you're going to pick bears. (laughs) I know. I was thinking that too. I'm like bears, Hmm. bears, like, could you pick a dove or like something more serene? Like why bears don't bring peace. I I think of chaos, right? I know. That's what I was thinking. Oh, That's the first thing goodness. that came to mind was like two bears clashing, like right. roaring at each other or something. I'm just like, okay. Maybe well. it's because of the story that you're sharing and we, <laughs> all the chaos with this wedding that that's where our mind was going. Right. Right. Oh my goodness. And, um, of course, like I didn't have uh, a strict payment, uh, plan set up like I do right now. So then mm-hmm. there was confusion on payment. The bride was like, oh, I'm not paying you. The bridesmaids are paying you. And I'm like, no. I'm supposed to get final payment. And then the bride was like, oh, we'll just go to my mom. So then the mom didn't even know that she was supposed to pay me the final amount. And mind you, again, still learning. That was partly my fault as well. Yeah. So we ran late and I had curled the bride's hair, but I was supposed to brush it out after I had curled it, but we were running so late and it was so chaotic that I had to get out of there. Like the bride was already getting like, just ran to get into her dress my assistant and I had to get out, get our kits and get out of there as soon as we could. 
So we get out of there and my assistant, we get, we go into this parking garage area and my assistant is like, what the heck was that? I said, oh girl, let me tell you the whole story. So we're standing there and the bride and the groom walk past us. The photographer is rushing them out of where they're getting ready so that they can take outside photos before the ceremony. And I had realized, oh shoot, I did not brush the bride's hair out. Like her hair was still very curly and she is all flustered, medicated, probably a little drunk. And she walks past me and she very sarcastically says, thanks for such a great job. And wow. And walks right past me. And I'm like, uh, good luck. Happy wedding day. Oh yes. So, um, that is my one of one of, I have another story if you want me to share, but that is my story that takes the cake that I remember it to the T flashbacks. I learned so much from that experience and I like, I never sent her review request. I never sent her a follow-up email after the wedding. I never yeah. wanted anything to do with her. <laughs> just was you know, so, what's so, so weird, scared. like, okay. At the end. So you gave her your all right. Yes. And you really went so far above and beyond our like job and our role. Right. Um, just trying to be like a human, <laughs> like, yeah. And empathetic. Is that the right word? Empathetic yes. towards her or sympathetic or whatever word I'm looking yeah. for, um, towards her and her situation and her feelings and, you know, all the things. And you even did the fourth trial for free, which was hours of your time. Yeah. And still at the end of it all, after she drug you through hell and back, she's like, sarcastic and like really didn't see or appreciate you at all and anything that you have done and what's so weird is that um that's definitely happened to me too and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening right now it's happened to them as well and it's it just always boggles my mind like (laughs) how does it backfire on us when we give them our all and we're like you know, like bending over backwards for them and then they don't appreciate it. It's so crazy. Like right. what kind of people, you know, do that? It's just so crazy. Well, what, what um, got me and I had a few other instances similar was like I mentioned, she worked in the mental health industry, right? And she worked with some pretty hard patients. And I, I really thought her job is, was very honorable and just like, she has a, that she also had a heart for people because of what she did mm-hmm. at the same time. I feel that she was most likely dealing with her own mental health stuff. And mm-hmm. I was, I unfortunately had to feel the brunt of that. Uh, and I've had it too, where I've had other, uh, clients who were psychologists, um, psychiatrists, therapists, who I thought you work with people all the time, you would probably understand what it's like, right? To be a, 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 a professional in that situation. And they, again, treat me with um, just not very good experiences. I'm like, interesting that you, you have a passion for people and you work for people, but then you treat those around you horribly. Mm-hmm. So um, not saying it's like that with everybody, but I've had quite a few instances where uh, that has happened. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I've dealt with some brides who I think have like the, um, 
body dysmorphia or something yes where but, yeah like I I can think of one bride off top of my head because it was like this last summer or something um but she was gorgeous like supermodel gorgeous stunning and we did her hair and makeup and she was like pointing at like one spot like right here like on her cheek or or whatever and she's like there's something here or I don't remember what but I swear I like I got super close looked at it I'm like I don't see what you're seeing she's like I you know whatever she was just like nitpicking on like something um invisible and she was just so stunning but she when she looked at herself in the mirror it was like she had all these insecurities it was super weird um and and I knew that it wasn't me because this is recently this is like 14 years in I got my consultation process down like right down to a t and I am so thorough with the questions that I ask and how I walk them through everything and um and if there's any adjustments that need to be made we do that you know but um I can't help her when I can't see it, you know, like it was literally invisible. It was right. an invisible issue. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and like her, it was, her sister was there and her sister's like, I don't see anything either. Like you look stunning. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And the bride had chose to skip lashes. She opted out of lashes. She was like very adamant. Like, I don't want lashes at all. Like, don't even try to put them on me. Cause usually I'll say like, okay, well, let's just try something super natural. And if you don't like them, we'll just take them off. No big deal. You know? Um, but she's like, no, like don't even touch me with lashes at all. And so she opted out of that. I did her sister's hair and makeup. And then she went in on her sister for getting lashes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was like, Oh, it was like, why did you get last lashes? I didn't even get lashes, but her sister looked beautiful with the lashes. And I think that she realized that and she was like then mad or jealous or something. Right. And I'm like, that was your choice. Um, and she was like cussing at her sister. It was so uncomfortable and weird. And I felt so bad for her sister. She was so sweet. And then the photographer arrived and she literally went from like cussing at her sister, super angry um, and then like put a smile on her face, changed her attitude. Was like, hi to the <laughs> photographer. <laughs> and, oh my uh, goodness. It was like literally like bipolar, like split personality in two seconds. She changed and she was like, hi, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on right now? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. Oh, we were talking about like mental, um, yeah, you know, issues and stuff like that. So sometimes it's not us. Sometimes it's, you know, it goes deeper, but from your bridezilla story, what are some takeaways? Cause I know throughout the story, there was a lot of things that you were like, I don't do that anymore. You know, I changed my policies. I fixed some things. So what are some things that you um, learned from this that you implemented in your business now to prevent these things from happening in the future? Awesome. Um, yes, I'm so glad you asked that. So one, one of the things I've implemented is a phone consultation. So before I meet the bride face-to-face, 
we have a phone consultation first. And um, that is to see if we're a good fit. And going from, you know, first starting out in the industry, being desperate, you know, taking in any, anyone to now saying, I know exactly who my bride is and um, what type of clients I work best with and really making sure that my summer is filled with those who I love to work with. Yes. And, oh my um, gosh. I yes. love that. If after, I'm after the same exact way. Right. So um, the wedding industry is, is very hard. We work very hard and um, I, my time is valuable and I want to work with those who I love to work with. And, exactly. Uh, we only can take so many weddings right um, and a year absolutely. and it's like we want to fill up our books with brides that we're super excited to work with that are excited to work with us that are going to be super sweet and it's just going to be a good time because that's what we're in business for like we want to enjoy what we do we don't want to like you know have these crazy situations yeah I want to keep it a business but still a passion and yeah. um when you get really worn out and tired of working with people that you really don't like to work with it just takes the joy out of and the passion out of the job and then it just becomes a job uh and when with how hard we work in the industry, it's got to be more than just a job. It's these, these people have to be more than just people to us. And, um, continuing on with your question, I implemented yes. a clause, um, in my contract, uh, talking about abuse. If for any reason, I feel that me and my team are experiencing any type of abuse, and that could mm-hmm. be emotional, physical, sexual, um, verbal, verbal. then yeah. every, everything is canceled and we have the absolute freedom to walk out. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yes. And really learning good communication skills to help not only brides communicate with me, but creating an environment to where I can communicate with them and creating an open and safe environment to where everything that needs to be said is said at the phone consultation or the bridal trial. So there's no five page emails and there is no, um, you know, long list of changes on the wedding day. Um, so just those three things alone, like phone consultation, contract, strict contract, and payment plan. That was another thing that you mentioned was payment plan payment ahead of time. Right. So now you, do you collect a hundred percent ahead of time before you show up? Right. Yes. So I collect 50% non-refundable upfront Mm -hmm. and then the remaining balance is due 30 days before the wedding. So there's no money exchanging at all on the day of it's simply we're there. We do our service. We leave. Yes. And we don't take any last minute, like we try, yeah, we try not to take any last minute add-ons. So, you know, you'll get like mom that's like, oh, I don't want anything. And then at the last minute, they're like, oh, I want something. It's like, well, you're not written in the timeline. So yeah. we, we may or may not be able to get to you today. Exactly. Yes. Yay. Okay. I agree with all of those that you said. Um, I definitely do the phone consults. You guys hear me talk a lot about phone consultations. Um, one, I use those as kind of like a sales call. There's um, a lot of like psychology that goes into it, but definitely yeah. I am interviewing the bride as well. Yes, <laughs> They think they're interviewing us, but really we're <laughs> interviewing them. The secret's and out. <laughs> yes. Um, sometimes I tell my brides that like, we just laugh and joke around when they ask me like, oh, what, share your bridezilla stories, you know, that question. 
And then I tell them, you know, but I learned and this is what I do. And that's why I had the phone call, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's super funny because like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that like, you know, you were looking for red flags in that conversation. They're like, oh, so I passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, and I'm at the point in my career and it takes a lot of time. So if you are listening to this episode and you're like newer, um, it's going to take time to learn from these situations and really build that tough skin, right. To feel, to become like bulletproof. I am so bulletproof now where if I get a bridezilla, I have no problem at all, like nipping it in the butt or releasing her and saying like, go on your way. Cause I'm not dealing with this. Like instantly I do that. Um, but I even like, if I barely sense a red flag, like a pink flag, (laughs) it's not even red, it's just pink. Or if I just have a gut instinct or gut feeling, um, I don't even, I just let it go. And I just release, release the bias. They were not a good fit. And I don't really care if, you know, maybe other people might not pick it up, but I know inside in my heart and in my gut that it's just not going to be a good fit. Uh, and I'd rather just work with, like you said, amazing brides. So yes, I'm all for um, phone call salt. I definitely have an abuse clause in the contract as well. Um, and that stemmed from another crazy situation. And then just hearing stories like in the industry as well. Um, but I think we do need to do a, a part two to this. So that way you could share your other story. And I have some stories to share. And um, I think this was fun. What do you think? Yes, I had so much fun and I would love to do this again for sure. Yes, perfect. So thank you so much for hanging out with me um, and chatting with me and sharing all your wisdom and what you've learned over your over a decade of experience in the industry. And I know that the listeners really got a lot out of hearing this today. Um, so go ahead and share where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Like, what are your socials? For sure. So unfortunately I had lost my, um, Facebook, um, almost a year ago. Um, it was hacked and I haven't been able to get back in, but oh no, I know uh, it was, it's been, uh, been, a, been a journey, but I'm always on Instagram um, at Corrine Collins hair. And my first name is spelled C O R double E N E. So at Corrine Collins hair, and that's where people can follow me. I'm pretty active on my stories and they can see my bridal work. Um, also my hair work. Cause I do hair color as well. And that's where brides can reach out to me too, or my website, which is www.corrinecollins.com. Yay. Um, And all of those links will be in the show notes. So you guys can just click and follow her as well. And that's about it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Susan. It was so fun. Yay. OMG, this episode was so fun to make. And I loved having Kareen on. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please, please, please. Share it with a friend, share it with your biz bestie, take a screenshot, send it in a DM, send it in a text and let them know where they can subscribe to learn more about building their bridal beauty business. Thanks, babes.